Welcome, everybody, to the 12th episode of The Psychologists Are In. I am Maggie Lawson. And I'm Timothy Amundsen. And today we have an amazing episode for you all. On this episode, we talk about season one, episode 11. He loves me. He loves me not. He loves me. Oops, he's dead. Plus, Tim and I share two secret facts about each other that we didn't even know. Oh, and Tim adds a new rule to our psych drinking game. Hi, Tim. Hey, Mega. How you doing? I'm super good. I'm excited to uh, record the shit out of another podcast. Yeah, that's what we're going to do. We're going to record the shit out of another podcast. Um, These are fun. This is just going to be us, uh, you guys. This is me and Tim. Me and Tim this week shooting the shit. You get your favorite partners um, chatting up some um, psych rewatch. Yep. Some he loves me. He loves me not. He loves me. Oops. He He's did. dead. <laughs> Great title. Um, I loved this episode. I thought, um, Tim, I thought I would just like cruise through the synopsis. We'll like walk through the episode and then we can talk about all of our funny moments and memories as we, uh, as we go along. How does that I got a sound? Sheet of professional notes again. You know, mine are not that professional. Thank God you're not in the same room as me today because we're still under COVID quarantining. I mean, not quarantining, but because we're being extra safe with our dear friends, we, Max and I, do this over Zoom. Yeah, you know, it's so just, dear listeners, it's you just, don't get the joy of you're kind of getting the same experience we are. You're just hearing hearing us. Although I do get to watch Maggie on a Zoom uh, <laughs> video, so at least I get that benefit that you guys don't. Sorry. Lucky they'll get for to me. see they'll get to see bits and pieces of it though. I forgot how funny this episode was. I feel like we were just cruising by now. This episode just felt like everyone is very comfortable in their, you know, characters and skin. It's so funny. The Henry Sean stuff is so funny too. So good. Well, I have um I have a um variation on the psych rewatch uh drinking game that I oh. came up with a few episodes ago. Do tell. Is that specific to this episode or is this just an it addendum actually, to the game? It is specific to this episode in a way. Okay. It is specific to this episode. Sort of. It turns out it is. It was serendipitously. Serendipitously? Is that a whole word? Serendipitously? So as our listeners playing on home will realize, remember that I came up with a psych drinking game a few episodes ago where you sip your favorite adult beverage if you're an adult or juice box, whatever you want. But preferably, I mean, it's more of an adult beverage game. So you sip every time it was the brightly colored, horrible wardrobe from season one. But I'm now I've here's my uh, my variation for those of you who don't imbibe. Because this is happening, because this episode we used to always refer to this as speed dating. Speed episode. dating episode. Yep. And I think it's going to come out just before February, <gasps> just before Valentine's Day. So now it's the psych kissing game. I know a lot of people watch this show with their significant others. So um, rather than a sip of an adult beverage. You could also do that. You could also mix it up with, with a, you give your significant other a smooch or if you're watching with your family, I know a lot of people watch with their families. It's a great time to tell your kids you love them and they'll get grossed out. Not quite as much as they'll get grossed out by watching their parents kiss. Or if you're watching with um, your pet bird or cat or whatever fur baby you got, give that animal some, some pets and cuddles. This is, this is, not only a great idea, this has just become my favorite game of all time. But there's a different trigger. So instead of the wardrobe, you do it every time you hear one of the boys say, dude. Oh my gosh, I noticed that too. Dude. 
All right. It's the Constitute. Uh, but there's a lot it's of firstness. That's my uh, variation of the psych uh, That's drinking That's a lot game. of love to go around, you guys. Um, I love that. I love it. And since it's a speed dating episode, and yes, Valentine's is, is it really just a few weeks away. Um, you hugs and kisses. H's and K's. Look, we're tying everything in from the episode. H and K's mean hugs and kisses. So one of my favorite lines in this, in this episode. H and K's. It's mean, like it, Pete it O'Hara, and adorable, and that you're so giddy and so excited when you say that line. I am, and I love that he uh, wrote it to you. <laughs> it's when Sean, when we're in the, um, for those of you rewatching later, when Sean is uh, writes the note to Lasseter with the perfectly recreated tire tread that he observed because he's he's all psychic, he's Sean Visiony, and then writes me a, la- a letter to Lasseter. And uh, he ends it with H and K, Sean. And then I'm like, what the hell is that? And last, I mean, O'Hara then giddily explains it. H and K, you, you do it. Um, H and K is me hugs and kisses. <laughs> you, you're so excited to tell laughter in that moment too. It's super cute. And it's a, it's funny. It's funny to do that stuff with you because, um, well, when you're, when you're Lassiter, because you're so um, uncomfortable with anything, uh, you know, sweet and giddy and lovey Remotely and all those emotional. things. Remotely emotional that doesn't involve emotional. a Clint Eastwood movie? Yeah, yes. I think it's fun because it's like I, I get to, I'm finally comfortable put, pushing your buttons a little bit. And trying to break down his toxic masculinity <laughs> a little bit. I will. So prior to and that I scene, do. there's a, um, there's a, there's a, a new, uh, there's a first, I think. Wait, there's a first? What's a first? There's a show first. When there's a couple of firsts coming out, but um, the first one I noticed was um, as Chief Vic gives me the case to then call over Sean and Gus to give them the case. Mm-hmm. It's the first Lassie face that Sean lays on <gasps> Lassiter. Lassie face. I wrote that down. Yes. I thought the same thing. Is that the first time we hear Lassie face? I think it is the first time we hear Lassie face. There's another huge first in this one. I almost feel like we should read through the synopsis and get to it and then and then talk about it. That's but more professional since we're such professional podcaster hosts. We are the most professional. We are the psychologists. All right. Episode 11. He loves me. He loves me not. He loves me. Oops. He's dead. Pineapple sighting is, uh, oh, Sean drinks out of a pineapple juice box. I love this. Do we have actual pineapples? No, this, it's always something like this, isn't it? It's never actually just a fresh pineapple in the background. It's always like, I feel like it's always now. It was a Snapple and Weekend Warriors, I think. Um, we Correct. do start to get really creative. Okay. Cold open. Uh, Sean's dad reads the newspaper as Sean tries to sneak by. He's wearing a baseball cap to cover a black eye. A girl named Elizabeth punched him. This was so cute. She asked him to eat lunch with her, and he didn't pay attention and ate his tater tots. Sean's dad gives him lady advice. <laughs> He tells him to never guess a woman's weight or age. Cut to <laughs> he's doing a, you know, psychic reading in the police station. And um, anyway, it, that's exactly what he's doing. But Sean notices an award and coupons for uh, weight loss food and guesses a police lady's weight and age, which is exactly what his dad told him not to do. Oh, that's what I was saying. I thought that was a very funny cut. Um, I feel like if Henry says it, Sean does the opposite. Um Exactly. Chief Vic hands Lassiter a case, and he rolls his eyes. Lassiter hands Sean and Gus the case. They're concerned because of how easily it got handed over. They walk into the interrogation room and notice a naked man. <laughs> Lassiter smiles. Because it's psych. Because it's psych. 
All right. Which then um, cuts to the next big first, which is it's the first time we really see the um, the one-way mirror gag, which was one of my favorite gags in this show, where mm-hmm. we get to utilize someone other than the boys, normally me or Maggie, yeah, watching an interrogation with them out without them able to see us. And we've done it several. It was always one of my favorite. It's a dumb gag, but it's one of my favorites. <laughs> Especially when, like, flash forward when um, Vic decides to uh, spoiler alert, tell me to let the leprechaun suspect go. And she, I'm trying to look in the mirror, and I'm I'm looking at the wrong spot. And she taps on the mirror, which makes Laster then move over to the other side of the mirror. It's so good. So dumb, but just it's, it's something I really so enjoyed dumb, playing as an so actor. Because I just, I go for the dumb comedy whenever I can. Um, no, we had a lot of fun with that mirror, uh, or that whatever. Yeah. That glass over time, something else too, that was really funny about that glass is a lot of times it's actually tilted because you would see a camera reflection in it. So a lot of times when we're in those interrogation room scenes, remember we had to like push the window open just a teeny bit so you could not actually see the camera. I don't know if that's that interesting or that good of a story for anybody, but that's a fun little, uh, hack, a fun little behind the scenes hack. Uh, for engagement interrogation room scenes. Yeah, so our darling camera team was always, we knew that they were right there staring at us. Every time. (laughs) Exactly. Um, Okay, so there's the naked man in the interrogation room. Now Gus refuses but sucks it up. Um, This man can't remember what happened except that he woke up naked. He claims aliens did it. Sean notices a smudge image uh, smudged image on his wrist. The man is uncomfortable with Gus in the corner. Meanwhile, Gus is even more uncomfortable with the naked man. <laughs> um, Sean notices bloody scratches on the bottom of his feet. The man says he'll put on a towel, but first they have to check him for scars. Sean and Gus talk in the office. Gus lists off types of all the types of drugs. Gus remembers the naked man said he smelled lavender before passing out. They know exactly where the guy passed out. The cops are also there. There's another man in a towel. Sean notices ripped wire, a broken shoe strap. Sean notices the same mark on the same part of the guy's wrist. Sean and Gus arrive at a spray tan salon. Sean refuses to ring the bell at the front desk, so Gus asks for a tanning appointment. it's a tiny little bell. <laughs> this had me laughing out loud. Yeah, it just, yeah, his tiny, he's like, the tiny little bell is like, I can't do that. Uh, yeah, he's like, oh, you know what, forget it. And then he, uh, he bails. The front desk guy says they are regulars, the two uh, men who've woken up naked in the field. Sean notices his dad in a robe <laughs> at the same tanning place. Sean notices an exfoliating scrub in his dad's bag. Gus wants to get the same two naked men in a room for questioning. Sean gets a call. Wait, we have to go back to, to uh, a very funny, very yes, funny joke. I know what you're of, say. The Dulé bit? Yes, you have to. The Dulé bit and the Sean bit and the Corbin in the robe bit. You, you can start with the Dulé. Dulé, which Dulé? The Dulé bit in the tanning salon? Uh, yeah, when he walks in and he's like, hey, I'm here for the spray tan. Yeah, and, and the guy's the like, um. The attendant is so confused because there's obviously not African-American man in this. And the very white kid behind the counter can't quite understand why an African-American would want to get a spray tan. And then finally he then, bails. He just bails. Yeah, he's like, he I just, can't even do this. Time. And then they see Henry in, in the robe. Which is also, it's kind of, it's a foreshadowing of Henry's, Henry's sort of metrosexual side, which gets developed over the years. Mm-hmm. Which we actually note, note in this episode. So Gus wants to get the same two naked men in the room for questioning. Sean gets a call. They're back at the field. Sean notices an equal sign on a wood log. There's a dead guy at the field. Sean notices marks on the wrist. It's a four-leaf clover. They go to a leprechaun-themed restaurant. 
that has a four-leaf clover stamp for speed dating events at night. The speed dating tickets are a hundred bucks. It's really expensive. The first man who was found um, has clocks. <laughs> this was so weird. Has clocks all over his house <laughs> that go crazy. The cuckoo clocks. Yeah, which is a great a great guy. Tell me, and he's like, I had a meeting. I didn't. I had an interview. I didn't. I didn't get the job. And all the cuckoo clocks go off at the same time. And Sean goes, Tell me, were you on time? She's like, Why do you ask? He said, Never mind. <laughs> It's a very funny bit. It's very Hang funny. On, before, very when weird. they're in, when they go to the crime scene, mm-hmm. and it's this huge field, and uh, this is free, this is a little fun fact for you guys wa- who are going to rewatch it, because James Rodé Rodriguez has such horrible uh, allergies. There's a close-up shot when he's doing the Sean Vision where his eyes are just bloodshot red, which is not from a hangover. It's because he has horrible allergies. And you can hear in other scenes. Because whenever his allergies would kick in, uh, they would not just go away overnight. So there are other scenes that he's in where he has a what sounds like a little stuffy nose. And I think Dulé does too. Um, it was crazy. We had so many of those days, I feel like, between Weekend Warriors we talked about. We talked about that with John Ross Bowie as well, where like we just all, we were all, I think you and I ended up being okay. But both of those boys were destroyed by the allergy situation, the grass yeah, situation. Yeah, I mean, just James for. He like it would hit him and he'd be bad for days. Yeah, he'd be it'd be really bad. Yeah, so that's how amazing an actor James is. Yeah, it's true because he was doing all that on heavy doses of Claritin and various other um, allergy meds, which normally would make (laughs) your average human being zoom tight. We're so professional over here, guys. It would put most people on a uh, on a couch. The amount of cold medicine he had to take. Yeah, he's a professional actor, and uh, look what he did. The new year is a great time to focus on what's most important to you, whether that's saving money by ordering less takeout, learning to cook, or prioritizing your wellness. HelloFresh is here to help with endless options to make cooking at home simple and enjoyable. HelloFresh delivers pre-portioned ingredients to your door, including farm fresh produce that arrives within a week. So you get convenience without skimping on the quality. Skip the trip to the grocery store, saving you the wait in long holiday lines and ensuring you don't waste money on excess food. HelloFresh cuts back on time spent in the kitchen so you can spend it on your other resolutions with meals ready in around 30 minutes or less. Plus quick and easy meals, including 20 minute recipes and low prep and easy cleanup options. They provide an easier, even faster route to putting food on the table. HelloFresh offers 50 menu and market items to choose from every week, including veggie, calorie smart, family friendly, and gourmet options, providing plenty of variety. Recipes like hibachi, sweet soy, bavette steak, and shrimp bring restaurant quality meals right to your kitchen. While their white cheddar Wonder Burgers make it easier than ever to skip the takeout. I know I always say this on here, but I really mean it. HelloFresh is so fantastic. And it doesn't even matter. Like you can be like a super chef or a super beginner. You can never have cooked before in your life. It just makes it so easy. And the food is really, really, really good. Uh, I really, really love HelloFresh. Go to HelloFresh.com slash pineapple16 and use code pineapple16 for up to 16 free meals and three free gifts. That's HelloFresh.com slash pineapple16 and use code pineapple16 for up to 16 free meals and three free gifts. There's another, um, I noticed a great um, wardrobe almost malfunction in this. 
They, so they cut from the crime scene going straight to the tanning salon. Both James and Dulé are in entirely different shirts. <gasps> they are? I didn't even catch yeah, that. I guess I'm just more professional than you today. You are. You're more on it. Oh, my God. How funny. Oh, I bet that was one of those things that, like, later on, um, Nasty, N- Natasha, but we called her Nasty. She was uh, our, our co- continuity person. Our she probably got script very supervisor. upset about Because, listeners, in television and filmmaking, <laughs> sometimes you're in one location, then you have to go to another location. So it takes somebody like our dear Nasty Natasha, um, script supervisor, continuity, and wardrobe people to make sure that everything's consistent and that was one little that was one a rare thing that slipped through the through the cracks yeah it never did she was so good at her job it's so hard that's something we actually haven't talked about probably that much on this show is like when you have that many props and and wardrobe changes and down to like you know if I tuck my hair behind my ear in you know during a line then every single angle of that scene I have to put my hair behind my ear at that same point every single time. And it's it, like when we're working, we don't, we aren't thinking about it as much, but that's what she's for. She'll come along and say, you know, just so you know, here are all the beats of the scene. And they keep track of everyone, every character, every prop, every angle, every, it's there. They have a lot to do. So it often yell off the camera. Them. Natasha, which hand did I pick up the coffee cup with in that, at, and on what line? And she would have it, she'd immediately be able to yell it to me. They're amazing. They're amazing. She was so good. Um, well, she is so good, I should say. She still does our movies. She's still a part of every episode. Um, all right. So we got clocks all over the house. Sean asked the police department to pay for the dating event at the Leprechaun theme restaurant. Sean has a manic episode and sketches something for Lassiter. It's a tire pattern. And he wrote H's and K's. Juliet explains that it means hugs and kisses. <laughs> Giddily explains, I have to say. Giddily explains. Giddily explains. It is true. I um I am really excited to tell you that. Um Juliet goes with them uh undercover. Lassiter also has to go. He's not thrilled, but he has Which to is go. the uh foreshadowing of one of my favorite scenes you and I have ever got to do was when Lassiter and O'Hara find themselves across the table from each mm-hmm. other in a speed dating moment. Mm-hmm. Part of that, there's the major first. I know. That's what I'm getting to. You go ahead. I love it. No, you're going to have to say what the first is because it involves you. I show up in, in um for once, a blue shirt. Actually, no, it's not for once. So I'm actually trying to do my, my notes from memory. In the crime scene, Lassiter is in that awful pale dress shirt, pale yellow dress shirt, which is from the pilot. And then um in, uh, we didn't get to talk about this last episode when we talked about Starbucks, but there was a reveal in Starbucks. It was the first time that Lassiter finally got to wear a, a light blue dress shirt. Because I requested, because see, when you got blue eyes. When you have those crystal, but when you have those ocean eyes like Tim. Here's a little, and like Maggie does as well. <laughs> Not like Here's you. Here's a, a little tip. You you wear blue because it makes the eyes pop. So finally, they start putting Laster in blue suits, blue ties, and light blue shirts, which I was very happy. So this was a, a, kind of a weird, it was almost a, peri- it was like a, almost a periwinkle blue. So I show up for my date, because we have to do the dating thing, in a suit and tie and Sean's like, no, 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 you've, you've got to, you're too, you look like a cop, you're too uptight. And he tries to get me, convince me to take off my, my tie and reveal. And it's the first time we ever heard the phrase Sternbush. He's like, you've got to reveal a little chest hair. The ladies like that. Oh, here, follow me. You have this, this great moment where you just bail. I do. Do you remember, was that a, an improv 
or was that was in, was Sternbush in the script? No, that was an improv. I'm, I'm almost positive. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. And Sternbush he, goes, he was takes an it one improv. step further, further and goes, "You've got the salt and pepper," which now there's salt. much more salt than pepper in the, in that Sternbush. <laughs> and, and there was a line that did not make it into the um, final edit, where Lester says, "I'm not going to take fashion advice from you, Jeans Boy." Oh, and Jeans Boy never got in. Well, that's funny because that's where I was getting to. It's a Lassie says, I'm not taking fashion tips from you. I'll add in the jeans boy that nobody got to hear. And Sean says, you need to show some chest hair. Oh, yeah. I, it literally says, this is when we're introduced to the Sternbush. And I feel like Sternbush, I mean, it still lives. Don't we still talk about it in the movies even? Sternbush really stayed around, uh, as it should. Uh, the speed dating host says, love is in the air. I can smell it. And Gus says, I smell cabbage. <laughs> Sean makes up fake last names. Gus asks if speed date girl would wear strappy high heels in his 5'2". He's interrogating her. The date ask if he asks if he has a foot fetish. Yeah, that got a little, uh, the interrogating got a little creepy. Lassie uh, actually took his tie off. He does it. And he shows some chest hair. We should say he's, he shows some stern bush. And as he sits down for his first date, the woman compliments his eyes, and he kind of mildly, subtly, I mean, no, not this, that subtle, not, he kind of opens up his collar a bit to reveal a little more stern bush. Yeah. So suddenly he's, he's comfortable with it. And, and um, when, he, when, he, when Laster shows up to the table offset you, he immediately closes that Cause collar. It, covers he it covers up. up the stern bush because he's so uncomfortable. I just love that scene so much. I it's so much fun to do. I all of that. And I, that's all you, by the way. I'm guarantee you in the script, it probably, it didn't say, uh, you know, he opens it a little more. He closes it a little. Like you, you added so much of that stuff in. I love when, how, uh, when she says you have kind eyes, you're actually touched <laughs> for just a second. He's like, he likes, you like soften and you do, you like, you're, you, and we think just for a second, just for a second. And he's like, what kind of car you have? And we're like, oh, right, right, right. It's still, it's still Lassie. Um, cause we're still yeah, investigating. We um, just realized Lassie has literally no game whatsoever. Plus he's still, um, wounded from his marriage ending and not quite ready to be dating, obviously. Yeah, we still have to get to that uh, next season. Season three, I think. I don't think we get to you uh, to your divorce till season three. Okay, Gus meets uh, with a girl he actually likes. Lassiter drills the girls on the dates. Sean and Juliet are on the speed date. There's obvious chemistry. Lassiter doesn't want to go on his speed date with Juliet. She checks her watch. He cracks his knuckles. You crack so many knuckles. <laughs> it, it's like, it's not just like a couple. It goes on for like an uncomfortable it amount did. of time. Sorry, I really did. I noticed that as well. <laughs> um, she, he cracks his knuckles. Julie eats some, oh, Juliet eats some of the green popcorn in the vase. The host notices they aren't talking. Gus gets matched up with a girl. Sean says to give her the sweetness. Yeah, that's also very cute. Um, Juliet and Sean are 100% matched from their personality quiz. Juliet says, I need a drink. Son says, I got to pee. Foreshadowing. Foreshadowing. Um, For that sure. was a very sweet moment. Honestly, that was one of my favorite moments of season one. I love the whole scene. I love our back and forth. There's like a softness, I feel like, that has started between Sean and Juliet. Like it's not as a... I mean, we still kind of go at each other a little bit, but for the most part, it's kind of soft. It's getting soft and sweet. Um, Gus and the girl are bowling together. She keeps wanting to rub his head. <laughs> That's funny. Sean helps him with topics on what to talk about. Juliet's also on a date with some guy, and Sean is not happy. Sean pretends to be a pro bowler and that Lego wants to sponsor him. Sean shakes her, dates hands with his left 
uh, hand because he says his right hand is his bowling hand. <laughs> this girl really, really, really rubs Gus's head. <laughs> Gus said he lives on the beach to impress her. Sean says he can use his dad's house to back up his story. Gus and the girl arrive at Sean's dad's house. Sean smells something sweet. It's his dad. He took a bath <laughs> with bubbles. Yeah, one of my favorite lines of real men, real men take baths, Sean. Yeah. It's like name one, John Wayne, real Bravo. Gets him. And then later, Dulé calls back that John Wayne took baths. That's right. Also, in, in, on the date scene, yeah. in the bowling scene, there's a great improv from James of, because he's making fun of your date. He goes, you got the tight tuck because his <laughs> shirt, shirt tail's t- tucked so tightly in. It's like, look at you, you got the tight tuck. <laughs> that got me. We, uh, I feel like we use tight tuck a lot. And that definitely was the first time on, on uh, uh, that I think we said that. It's another first um, yeah, he really doesn't like that guy. Um, okay. So there's a roast in the oven. The alarm just rang. Gus says Henry is his roommate. <laughs> That's funny. The girl offers to go somewhere more private, a back road to the field. The girl is crying. She's not the killer. Uh, but all the stuff between Henry and Sean that happens at that door and inside, I thought that was so funny. Um, Back road to the field. The girl's crying. Lasseter calls Sean. Sean has to leave. He tells his dad to draw himself another bath. The leprechaun guy took some of the questionnaires out of the trash. He says he takes the girl's numbers from the papers so he doesn't have to pay. Sean doesn't believe anything he's saying. They let the leprechaun out of custody. They think he'll lead him to the killer. Andy Berman. Our cameo by the beautiful Andy Berman, who you all remember Andy from that, that episode. Which one was that? Uh, Andy did Nine Lives because he wrote Thank it. Thank you, professional yeah. co-host Maggie Lawson. That's me. Yeah. Thank God yeah. you're here. Um, I love the Andy uh, appearance, and this is the first time he appears on the show. Uh, he makes it cl- claiming he drinks his own urine <laughs> because he got caught in an avalanche and he's quite an adventurer. <laughs> that all had to Andy. be improv by the masterful Andy Berman. Oh, the best. Um, Gus arrives wearing a hibiscus shirt from from Sean's dad. Very funny. Sean inter- interrupts the date. He notices a lady from the dates earlier and the leprechaun guy. They're both missing their wedding rings. They have tan lines on their fingers where their rings are missing. The couple tried to steal uh, credit card numbers and rob them. They follow, drug, and steal from them. They get arrested. Sean goes back to his date. Juliet interrupts. He says it's his parole officer. <laughs> Juliet uh, says the guy can't bowl, right? It's a deal breaker. Um, and Sean told Juliet that he copied her personality test to mess with her. She told him she doesn't want to be the, any weird, doesn't want any weird romantic stuff at work. <laughs> That's funny on many levels. Foreshadowing of Sean admits that he lied to her or he didn't lie to her. He, um, did something under the table to win her affections. Yeah. Which as we all know, cause we all love and watched every episode of this freaking show. We know eventually what happens with um our our favorite lovers on the show. We uh we yeah we basically told them uh we told them this episode what was going to happen. Um, but they didn't listen, and neither did O'Hara. Neither did O'Hara. No. Well, I I re- I think I remember when we shot this scene that there was like a, a couple of take options, and one option was that you know because I'm like, look, I don't want there to be anything weird, and I'm j- and I'm sincere. But I do think there was an option where I was like, yeah, 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 sure. I, 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 I didn't want, yeah. I, I think there was an option where I gave a little bit of like, yeah, yeah, me too. But I didn't really mean it. Um, and I'm kind of glad that they went with this one because it still, it keeps it professional. It doesn't tip it because it's a while. We don't get together for a while. Right. And then, and I can't remember 
when in real life. I was just about to say, what's funny is, wait, what do I say? She told him she doesn't want there to be any weird romantic stuff at work. <laughs> that's why I laughed and Ruh -ruh. said, that's funny on so many levels. <laughs> 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 yeah, we all know what happened there. Anyway, Gus and Sean decide to get a jerk chicken, as they do. When do is we... that the first jerk chicken? I, I was just about to say, I, I, I don't think we've established jerk chicken. And in fact, I feel like we... When do we establish our sloppy joes? I feel like it's sometime during season one. Have we done that yet? I don't think we've done sloppy joes yet. Okay, yeah. Or pancakes. Or what? Pancakes. That was another... When oh, Maggie yeah. and I would want to figure out a way to get out of a scene if we didn't quite have a line. We would just improvise. Let's go get some pancakes. Let's get some and pancakes. Walk off, literally just walk off camera. Setting new goals, creating and sticking to healthy habits, building a daily routine you can actually keep. Making these changes should be easy, right? Well, if you're not sure how or where to start, then it's time to try Fabulous. It has been a game changer for me. Fabulous is a habit-changing app that gives you the tools and skills you need to feel healthier, more productive, and fulfilled. Fabulous helps you break free of negative habits while helping you build new healthy ones that stick. Fabulous does this by using a holistic approach along with behavioral science, unlike other health apps. Fabulous focuses on self-improvement, mental and physical health, both because both are so important. They focus on mindfulness and productivity to build a daily routine that works for you. By using behavioral science, Fabulous breaks down scientifically proven healthy habits into a daily routine of very small tasks that you can easily achieve every single day. And that's how those habits form. It's so good, you guys. Say your goal is to be healthier. Fabulous breaks down the goal into daily tasks like reminding you to drink water, exercise, or even disconnect and unplug. Fabulous also offers weekly challenges that complement the tasks I'm already doing in my regular routine. I personally love the gratitude challenge. I think it's just a great place to stay anyway, is in gratitude if you can. Whether it's like just being grateful for everything you have, showing gratitude to someone every single day for a week. It just helps you become more mindful. It's amazing. This app is really fantastic. Becoming a fabulous premium member is also a total game changer. Premium gives you access to daily coaching content sessions, unlocks all guided behavior change programs, and lets you add as many habits as you like in your routines. The little things add up to like big things because like reminding you to drink water and and doing breathing exercises. These are things that just as the days go on, you, you forget. Um, and then it becomes a habit after a while. You start to remember even on your own. I think it's, it's so helpful. It's helpful. Little bits every day. That's how you create a habit. Start building your ideal daily routine today with Fabulous Premium. Get 25% off Fabulous Premium by going to thefab.co slash pineapple. That's thefab, T-H-E-F-A-B dot co, C-O, slash pineapple for 25% off Fabulous Premium. Thefab.co slash pineapple. Um, I did have just one uh, wardrobe thing. The wardrobe's a little better on this episode, I gotta say. And, oh, and I actually have a question. Because this this is also this is peak uh, O'Hara dressing more like looking more like Maggie. So did you have a any influence in like for the dating episodes? Like you look at your wardrobe's adorable, your hair's done. Definitely not lowering the ten tendrils. <laughs> the tendrils like you look are gone. much more like um Maggie offset than O'Hara. 
Yeah. I, I wonder, I'm not really sure if I, um, I know that at some point in season one, I think between Henzi and wardrobe and like hair and makeup, we all kind of had a conversation. Um, because my hair, my hair's back more now. Like I remember the first few episodes, my hair was down, like my hair's back. Oh, I actually do think I remember someone saying, we're going to detective you up a little bit. Um, which I was, uh, I'm happy about. It was, it was necessary. (laughs) Wait, detective you up, meaning detective me up a little bit, like make me a little sharper. Oh, because it's also you are undercover in this episode, so it's a little more, um, little more Maggie dressing than O'Hara. Yeah. So there's a scene in there's a they go to the crime scene again, and um, I think it's when the very very pale gentleman is who's actually the only murdered victim in this in this episode. Sat with him like, wait, who got killed in this episode? Then I realized it's I think it was the pale guy. Yeah. And Vic is there, and she's wearing a. Seafoam green blouse with O'Hara like collar wings. Yeah, I noticed. I wonder if they gave Kirsten my my some of my shirts or the other <laughs> way around. I can't imagine they just went out and bought that and say, "Hey, this looks great. Let's put this on the show." <laughs> they just so pulled that funny. off the truck. I'm sure. So funny. I remember we had so much fun on this episode. I remember I I actually have memories specifically from this episode. I'm pretty sure. In fact, I'm almost positive that um, I had my 26th birthday during this episode. I good had like Lord. A good Lord is right. Um, it was such a good birthday. But I, I remember as I was like watching the episode, I'm like, that's right. That was during this episode. Was um, that the one we had at the, at the corner bar with the, um, the Tristan cake? No, that was my 30th. The corner suite, the corner suite was um, the greatest of uh, ever. It was, um, yeah, I had, James had a cake made by Wendy, who was our makeup, um, our key makeup artist. And she was also this cake artist. And uh, that was awesome. He, they, he, it was Tristan and Frank in a cake. We've talked about Tristan a couple of times on the show. Yeah. We never actually said Tristan was uh, Maggie's. Amazingly beautiful bulldog. Yeah. Who's and with our us, mascot. Uh, she was literally at the trailers. Just like, I mean, Betty and Sally were for a while, years too. I mean, we had so many dogs that Yeah, and then eventually Lucy. But she was she was uh um, Lucy. pre Lucy, um yeah. and pre Frank um psych mascot. Yeah. And then Frank came along and then it was both of them. Um but yeah, my twenty-sixth was it was so, yeah, anyway, it was just a, it was one of those like nights that just kept going. We just like a few of us went out to eat and I think you were out of town. I think you may Ooh. have been back in LA. I think I had multiple 26th birthdays though. Um, <laughs> meaning uh, I had many that, that summer when we were up there because all we did was, all we did was celebrate. But I remember I went, I actually went bowling um, on my 26th birthday. I love bowling. That was a fun thing I, I got to do in this episode because I was in a league for a little while. <laughs> okay, this is all major revelations <laughs> to me, one of your dearest friends. How did they not know this about you? Yeah, I was in a um, I was in a bowling league that was for fun. As opposed to what, for money? <laughs> As opposed to like being pro bowlers in various areas, although we kind of were. It's very funny. Um, uh, the Lucky Strike in Los Angeles. Um had a, I, do, does it still exist? Is it even still? Here? I think that, I think there's one up at Universal. There used to be one right near right near Man's Chinese. 
Okay, that's the one. It would have been the one in Hollywood. And um, yeah, it was a it was a bunch of us. I want to say I was maybe 24, 23, 24. And we, our, this is so terrible. I can't believe I'm telling this story on this podcast. Our bowling name was the Poop Muffin Magoos. I, that your, I don't Your recall. expression is perfect. And... <laughs> yeah, the Poop Muffin and what? You got to repeat that. Poop Muffin. Poop, poop Muffin. Magoos. <laughs> How would that not please I want to see those bowling shirts. Uh, and um my friend Matt, who you know, pro- I mean I I'm sure you've met Matt Weiss. Um but my friend Matt uh and I still yeah. call each other P. So we just say hey P, hey P, and the reason we say that is because we started we've been friends since we we were on in a bowling league together called the Poop Muffin Goes and that was too long to say. So we just shortened it to P. So we're still Pete. That's not a really exciting story for anyone other than me. But anyway, yeah. Well, I kind of liked it. I have some bowling days in my in my past. Anyway. Did you ha- when you were younger, did you have a, a wrist brace? And did you have your own bowl? No. I'm embarrassed okay, to say I Okay, I can imagine you were that serious then. That's, it, then it's obviously it was an amateur thing if you didn't it, have your own bowl. It was. Of course it was an am- amateur. It was a reason to like party with friends and bowl. Um, but it was very, very, very fun. It, it was. And we did actually take it pretty seriously, as serious as we could. Um, um, anyway, yeah, that's a that's a fun aside. Little bowling in my in my past. You can still the, learn um, things about me, Tim, after all this time. See, this is what I love about our friendship. <laughs> me too. Um, OK, we have some fan questions. Lay it on me. Oh, this is good. If you could drop in any celebrity cameo to the speed dating scene, who would it be? Oh, I got it. Are you going to say Emilio Estevez? Because that's what we always say. No, I was going to say uh, Ricky Gervais. Oh, even better. Because he would be stupid funny. That would be stupid. And you guys are friends. Well, we and we we are, I would say we're colleagues. I mean, sure, when I DM him on Twitter, he'll DM me back. So I guess we're friends. So in the case, yes, we are the best of friends. You're BFFs. Let's just say you and Ricky Gervais are BFFs. I mean, and- not quite you and me, Max, but um, <laughs> we, did, we did work an amazing day together on Gallivant. Um, maybe we should remake this episode at some point and um and have him back. All right. Uh, what's your favorite behind the scenes story from filming this episode? I mean, this wasn't behind the scenes, this was just our hanging out, but definitely my birthday. Um, but what else did we have from this? Speed dating, um, the field, our allergies. <laughs> I think it's not one of my favorite memories, but it was one of the many, many um I remember very specifically being in on that shenanigans set, our our fake Irish bar. Oh yeah. And going on a and people coming back and bring going on a Starbucks run. Because there was a Starbucks right next to that location. I remember. Did that begin See? our Starbucks run? Because we started doing that all the time after we I, I don't know if it started season one, but like we midday we all had a, a Starbucks. We'd we'd have a crash and have to have to make a Starbucks run. We loved when there was one next door. Remember how excited we would get? We would even text each other and be like, oh my God, Tim, <laughs> there's a Starbucks next door to where we're shooting today. I'll go get you something. What do you want? So it's like, like we say, hey, be sure to bring your wallet from, from your trailer today. Oh yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. Well, also our our um, stages shot, uh, we went right next door to a shopping center that had a Starbucks. And a JJ Bean, which is oh. for you har- hardcore coffee event crew people. So JJ good. Bean is is a very intense, delicious coffee that was probably one of my favorites. In fact, for Father's Day, when we were shooting 
Psych 3, Allison ordered in some J.J. Bean and a, um, one of their amazing massive blueberry muffins. I feel like J.J. needs to sponsor us just like Starbucks does. Absolutely. J.J. Bean, their coffee is outstanding. It is really, really good coffee. And it was, it was close enough to walk to. So um, that was yeah. awesome. It's like if I got like an extra 30 or 40 minutes in between scenes. Yeah. Oh, that's what we would do. We would be like, how long is this turnaround going to be? Do we have 20 minutes? Yeah. Do I have time to get to JJ? Time to get to JJ. JJ, though, would like that kind of coffee would have me floating. I felt like it was very strong coffee. It's good that's coffee. where I actually stopped drinking red ice because I, I couldn't do a cup a cup of JJ, JJ, me drip and, and espresso because my head would explode <laughs> and I would not be able to work. It's true. I've seen you yeah, on the Tim, days. why are you saying your line so fast? Wait, you had a you had a red eye at JJ, didn't you? Yes, exactly. Sorry, Maggie. I was I needed some caffeine. <laughs> I'm sorry. Tim, Tim. Um oh, this is a great one. Were there any luck of the Irish jokes made during filming? I thought about oh. this. I was like, Tim should have gone undercover as the never mind. Someone in the bar. Anyway, were oh, there? Oh, she was returning. For those of you who don't know, Luck of the Irish was a movie I did. Um uh, years before this, it was for the Disney Channel where I played, of course, an evil leprechaun named Seamus McTiernan. What, what was his name? Seamus McTiernan. Do you, and you say it like that every time you say it? Seamus McTiernan. Seamus McTiernan. And I had the worst, and I, like, I think everyone under 20 has seen this movie. Because like kids are just forced to watch it by their parents who say, hey, go watch Disney. Yeah. And I have the worst Irish accent in the world. It is pure on Lucky Charms. So I apologize to every all my Irish friends who've ever seen this movie. Did you say pure on did you say pure on Lucky Charms? It's pure it's pure Lucky Charms. Oh wow. Yeah. That was nice and of you I just to apologize. Hoity 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 hoy. Oh you got me lucky coin. You got me lucky coin. And then I just angrily shake my fist and go, I'll get you, you so yeah, so um, it plays every St. Patrick's Day on Disney Channel. It's 25 years old now, I think. They still play model behavior, which is 22 years old now. I think you're better model behavior than I am in, in Shane McTiernan. Well, I didn't have to do an accent, so I don't sound like the Lucky Charms guy. Although I would, well, because you, you and I are both. We have our Irish, yeah. Um, okay, do we remember any of the questions from the speed dating questionnaire sheet? I don't. I'm not that method, so I didn't actually read the speed dating <laughs> question. I was more focusing on, I was reading my sides, which are probably highlighted and singing in front of me in case I forgot my lines. That's probably what I did too. Probably what James did too. It was actually probably a sheet with our lines on them. So I'm sorry. You probably uh, hit them under that bowl of green popcorn. Yeah, bowl of green popcorn. Oh, that's right. We had a lot of hiding places for our sides. I would put on jackets years later after wearing a season, like find my sides in the breast pocket and go, yeah. I remember that episode. I still can't believe we did this show for eight years. I was just thinking that. That's so wild. And oh, we're still I miss doing our it. show. And so we're I... still making movies. Well, we got, we've done three. How many, we got like seven more movies to make? Oh, at least. At least seven. We've you only here made first, three. Folks. We have so many to go. Um, did the cast ever fill out personality questionnaires for fun? I don't think so. Oh my God, this is hilarious. Tim, one of the questions is, do your best Lucky Charms leprechaun impression. You guys, we already did it. I'm not even going to attempt. You just nailed yeah, it. Yeah, I mean, nailed it. I mean, in a bad way. Nail well, that's the point. I don't know if there's a if, if there's a good Lucky Charms way. Well, the saint to the step. <laughs> what? Horty, 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 horty. <laughs> do it again. Horty, 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 horty. 
I'll take some green, some green bear and a Guinness and, oh, you got me lucky coin. So I'm going to walk down the street in Dublin next time in Ireland. Somebody's just going to walk to me and just pull on punch me in the face for no reason. <laughs> but I'll know what the reason was. It'll be some very angry Irish person. Oh, I love it. I love it so much. I don't, I, that's the greatest thing ever. You know, that's going to be what we post on Instagram as the video from this episode, right? Oh, no. Yes. Look, you look very handsome when you do it. So, oh, I, and I got a spoiler alert. Sorry to let everybody down. I had a, I had a butt double in that movie. What? <laughs> I know you're here. I just shattered your world, Maggie. But because <laughs> Wait, what? Is, because he was sort of he was sort of the low rent Michael Flatley, the saint, you know, the lord of the dance. Of course. Wait. So hold I did not on. I did not do my my own Irish step dancing. I had a dance double because Are you they serious? gave me three they gave me three lessons to learn this this art form that kids Irish kids have been doing since they're like five years old. So I could do a couple, of, and there's boy, this this, uh, this episode's gone off the rails. In Psych the Musical, I do I do an homage to Seamus Returning. I do a little Irish step dance. I've seen your Irish step dance. Wait, that is going back to Luck of the Irish. Yeah, it's 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 the three movies that I remembered how to do. This is amazing. Wait, and you did you had a double or you didn't or these were the only moves you were. No, in the movie, yeah, like for the full on hardcore Irish step dancing, they had they had a double's feet. I would then they kind of shoot me from behind. I do I do something like throw my arms in the air in a certain way, but because there are shots from back and there was um there was some other pants involved, other pants and maybe there was there were um those those were not my buttocks in those leather pants. Oh Tim, this maybe. is maybe this is gold. I know, I'm so sorry, Maggie. This is gold. Wait, so it's other buttocks or did you actually have a pad of some kind? Uh no, I think I I there was no pad involved. I think I think the actual shot is. Is the dance the dance double? Oh, the dance double. Okay. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. This is so funny, ladies and ge- well, I guess it would be kids. Well, whoever watches Look of the Irish now, they're going to be like, "Oh, that's not Tim. <laughs> that's not Tim." I mean, I could do the I could do the arm throw. Can you do it right now? <laughs> oh, it's going to dance. Well, you'll see when you watch Psych the Musical. You see it there. Thank you. It's- oh, I know. I know the move. It's so good. It's Which so actually good. people have caught on, mentioned it on Twitter and brought up. And it makes me very happy that people have seen it on Twitter and, and uh, or seen it and then felt compelled to tweet me that we know what you were doing here. We know that's, we know that's a, th- a shout out to the the movie that we love where you did that horrible, horrible, horrible Irish accent. <laughs> what do you do? Hoity, 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 hoity. Oh, you've got me lucky coin. Oh my God. Uh, it's so good, Tim. Um, so good and so bad. Well, I loved this episode. I feel like uh, I feel like we were just rolling. I feel like we were so in a groove. I, I was very like, I can tell everybody's really confident and feeling good in their characters. Like all the relationships are set up. Like, I mean, I know we're we're rolling into the end of season one, but um, this episode was really really fun. And it was still. There's a shot of the boys in front of the. Um, the psych office, and it's still the the blue psych print. Yeah, which which then eventually came the green the psych green. type. Yeah, but in the pilot early on, it was it was always blue. And we stole the blue for the psychologists are in logo. We've gone back to the beginning. Shh! Don't tell anybody. What? We'll I didn't cut this say part anything. out. I don't know what you're talking about, lady. What? Nothing. Yeah. Who are you again? Who? What? Hot 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 hot. Hot 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 hot. Okay, I'm going to leave that on voice message for you. In, or I'm going to send you a, mes- a text memo in Please. 10 minutes. And just, uh, um, this was such a fun episode. 
I, I feel like we really podcasted the shit out of this one. I feel like we really podcasted the shit out of this one too. And uh, um, it was really fun. This was fun to like relive. And it's fun shooting the shit with you, Tim. I miss you. I, this has been great. I miss you too. And I miss, I miss being in, ugh, this stupid COVID. It's dumb. It's so dumb. Enough. Enough with the Omicrons and the Deltas and the things. Enough. I'm sending you a big hug through the Zoom. Likewise. All right. I love you guys. What an incredible episode. I love when it's just me and Tim. We have so much fun. Thanks again for listening to episode 12 of The Psychologists Are In. Follow us on Instagram at The Psychologists Are In and our Twitter at Psychologist Pod. See you all next week with guest star Michael Weston. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.